hi guys good morning so today you've come to the end so i started a seven day devotional on ruth um so today i did six day six and seven day devotional it's, uh, it's from someone i follow on ig actually her name is milena society and then she did a seven day devotional it's not on the bible app it was a pdf and today is the end and i am so excited so quick backstory when i woke up first morning i really did not feel like doing my devotional i was like i've not been consistent it's a seven day devotional and i started seven days before now but then you know for every day that i decided to read the devotional god was faithful and he was true to his word see god doesn't have a problem to be honest we are the problem we are the one that I'm sorry if you can hear any noise. There's one. I'm outside, so there's one bike and there's one power bike. But yeah, I digress. So God doesn't have a problem. We're the ones that have a problem. We're the ones that you know run away. But whenever we decide to come back to God, He's always there and He's always willing to reveal Himself to us. So yeah, quick testimony. So we thank God for that. So in fact, I didn't want. To, I was like, I'm not consistent. I didn't want to do the devotional today because I had actually been planning to do is to do this last two days in fact i did two days today i did day six and day seven i've been planning planning but i'll push i won't do it again but alas i did it today so we thank the lord amen amen so today is day six and then we read roots chapter four day six was root four to thirteen which is the end of the devotional and day seven was roots for Ruth 4, which still Ruth chapter 4, 14 to 22, which concludes the entire book of Ruth. Um, first things first, something that you know, I mean, it's something you know, but this is something that God has revealed to me in my study of this devotional is that the Bible, the entire Bible, points us back to Jesus Christ. You know, the Bible said, tells us that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God yeah so we know that the bible is jesus christ the bible is is pointing pointing us back to jesus christ and then everything about the bible is still points us back to jesus christ and then this the book of Ruth, and then it made me see it in a new light you know it's different from it's different when you read the bible but when you read the bible knowing that everything about the bible is symbolic for of jesus i mean there are lessons there are story but much more important it still takes us back to jesus and it's still symbolic of jesus amen amen so i'm going to so from today's verse we started from Ruth chapter 4 verse 3 to 13 and you know the bible was talking about how um Boaz was um, a kingsman redeemer. So, I want to say something here. So, the kingsman redeemer. So, this is symbolic of Jesus Christ being a kingsman redeemer. Characteristics of Boaz as the kingsman redeemer, similar to that of our Lord Jesus Christ. One, he was qualified to be a kingsman redeemer. Amen. Amen. He was qualified to be a queensman redeemer because of his relation to Naomi's husbands and widows. I mean, not anybody could have been the kingsman redeemer, but Boaz, because you know, he was the perfect candidate to be the kingsman redeemer. Similar with Jesus Christ, you know, Jesus Christ was the perfect candidate to redeem us of our sins. He was blameless without sin, and he was able to redeem us of our sin. Secondly, he was willing to be the kingsman redeemer because of the compassion he had for Ruth and their own me not necessarily because they wanted to inherit their land you know when if you read from um, verse 4 um, um, I'm just going to read it 
Uh-huh. So, you know, when he was talking to the other king's man, he said something. He said, Amboas, he didn't even talk about Ruth. He said, like this, Amboas said to the family redeemer, that's the other person that could have been the family redeemer. He said, You know, Naomi, we came back from Moab. She is selling the land that belonged to our relative Elimelech. I thought I could speak to you about it so you can redeem it if you wish. If you want the land, then buy it here in the presence of those weaknesses. But if you don't want it, let me know right away because I am next in line to redeem it after you. The man replied, All right, I'll redeem it. Then Boaz told him, Of course, you, your purchase of the land from Naomi also requires that you marry Ruth, the Moabite's widow. That way, she can have children who will carry on her husband's name and keep the land and the family. Then the guy replied, I can't redeem it. Amen. So, you will say that Ruth's. Um, wanting to redeem i mean boaz rather wanting to redeem the land it was driven by compassion for ruth and naomi it wasn't necessarily because of what you were getting now the other guy thought oh, it was just about me getting the land and no responsibilities attached but hey there were responsibilities attached similarly jesus christ um coming to die for us it's not because of anything it's not because he had to he was obliged to but because he was driven by compassion for us which is very very symbolic jesus christ coming to die for us was was driven by the compassion that he had for us then another thing is that Boaz did not have to but he still did similarly with jesus christ jesus christ did not have to die for our sins but he still didn't again because of the love and compassion he had for us then Boaz acting as kingsman redeemer restored hope to Ruth and naomi especially naomi who lost everything and her hope of continuation of her family's life this loss I'm sorry, there's a part I'll be reading from my book. This loss this loss was as a result, you know, because they left God's city, God's will, God's plan, center of God, whatever God wants for their life, which can be similarly similar to us. I mean, Jesus came and he restored lost hope for us, you know. He made us he he came and you know brought back the original status quo which was what for what god intended for us that you know we should have a relationship with god we should have access to god as our father Jude guide so that is it so um so um boaz acting that also signifies jesus christ coming to restore lost hope to us amen now there was something that you know that was mentioned there this, that milena mentioned the devotion and she said the symbolism of the shoe now you know um when the other guy refused to accept the land so those the bible said that now in those days it was the custom in israel for anyone transferring a right or purchase or to remove his sandal and to hand it over to the other party this publicly validated the transaction so the other family redeemer drew off his sandal as they said to boaz you buy the land so the other you know guy removed the shoe and then what can we say is the symbolism of the shoe so there were two verses in the devotional two like little verses that were pointed down is exodus 316 tells us of moses moses's encounter with a burning bush and how god told him that oh moses you have to remove your shoe because you're standing on an holy ground similarly joshua in joshua 3 13 to 15 it says joshua encountering an angel and the angel also made like a similar statement that you have to take off your shoe because you're on an holy ground and then something something else come on or was similar between joshua and moses is that when they took off their shoe they bowed they surrendered so uh, for me this is the revelation I, this is what i think that this taking off of the shoe signifies surrenderedness to, to a higher power so this guy the guy taking off his shoe um that's the other family taking off his shoe and handing it over to boaz it signifies surrenderedness which 
I can also say it also signifies we surrendering and laying everything to Jesus Christ as at at his feet when we come to him. So that is it for me. So so that removing of shoes signifies surrenderness to Jesus um to Boaz as as kingsman redeemer and then I as Christians, when we come to Jesus Christ, the act of confessing Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior signifies surrenderness to Him. We live in a life, we live a life surrender to Jesus Christ. Glory, Hallelujah. Now, day seven, Ruth fourteen twenty, Ruth for Ruth four fourteen to twenty two. So the lessons there is that God restored hope to Ruth even after she had lost everything. God can always bring back hope to any situation, no matter how hopeless. So no matter how hopeless you think your life is, or a situation it might be a family member you're praying for, and you think that family member is far gone. No. God is is in the business of restoring hope to any hopeless situation. You know, the Bible says God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Then, you know, um, when Ruth and Boaz had a child, the child was named Obed. And then, you know, from devotion, we're told Obed means worship. Now, I can liken it to this. So, Obed was the result of a union between Ruth and Boaz. You know, when they got married, they became one. So, I, and then, you know, if we are doing symbolically, Ruth signifies the church. Boaz signifies our Lord Jesus Christ. And then it says, when we connect and become what one we got, it produces worship, you know, because, you know, we are surrendered to God and we are in awe of everything he has done. It produces worship and reverence for God as our Lord and Savior. Amen. So then also, one other key thing to note is that Boaz did not force Ruth. He gave her an option. Similarly, Jesus Christ doesn't force us to, you know, to to have a relationship with him or to become one with him or to give our lives to Christ. Um, he gives us an option. So, yeah, so this is the end of my, my study of the book of Ruth. And again, I am so happy that I did this. I am so happy that, you know, even though I didn't feel like God prompted me to do, I bless God, I glorify God. And I hope that, you know, we can continue consistently in this because, you know, the thing is that this is our life, this is our struggle, this is our relationship with God. It is the last thing the devil wants. The devil doesn't want. The devil doesn't want it. But what we will do is we'll keep at it. Yes, at the end days that we will slack. Yes. But what we will do is because oh I didn't do my devotion out to that I didn't do yesterday, I won't continue. No, we will continue and we'll keep at it. Because you know, reading this back deriving a whole new light of it being symbolic of Jesus. I mean I mean it it's it's it, it makes you see the Bible in a whole new light. And you know, you are able to learn. And then the wonderful thing and the good thing about the Bible is that whenever you put your mind, whenever you sit down, like, you know, God, I want to hear what you have to say. God is always ready to speak. He always has something to say. And, you know, he's faithful in that way. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So the prayer after today is that, you know, God will help us. God will help us to continue in the consistent study of his word. He will strengthen us, you know. It will always be with us. It will give us the strength, the grace, and courage to study His Word faithfully and and diligently. Amen.